0: The US government's underreported price inflation data provided by its own Bureau of Labor and Statistics came in lower than expected this week at 7.1% year on year. For one second, suspend your disbelief and consider that this admitted rate of price inflation would half the fiat US dollar's purchasing power in merely 10 years. So what a difference a year makes. After the financial market has sustained high price inflation conditioning, we've apparently become happy with this rate of price inflation. This week, the Fiat Fed tapered the size of their rate hikes, moving up only 50 basis points instead of the 75 basis point hikes we've seen prior. Even weak reputation former Fiat Fed chairman Arthur Burns moved up interest rates faster. But to be fair to Jerome Powell, he's doing this in a world of record debt piles run amok. Currently, the real rate of return, or the admitted price inflation number minus the rate of interest, on IOUs to the U.S. government are still at low negative levels not seen since the 1970s. But consider how badly the U.S. government currently lies about price inflation. The truth is likely far worse with real negative interest rates closer to negative 10% than negative 3%. As nominal interest rates climb in the USA and around the world, concern that some things might break is very warranted. This week, one of my favorite economists, William White, had some thoughts worth consideration as we move towards 2023.
1: In the event you don't know who he is, let me tell you, he's the most straightforward and esteemed central banker I know. He is also a veteran of the Bank of England, the Bank of Canada, the Bank of International Settlements, and the OECD.
2: When you look at the various major sectoral players, it, it does become worrisome. So you, you think about things, for example, like debt levels. We've had flash crashes. Uh, we, we've had even the, the, you know, the malfunctioning of the Treasury market, say there are the gilts but the Treasury market in, in September 2019, the spring of 2020. A lot of worries about whether going to continue to function well going forward. Then you've got the emerging markets. Um, you know, the list goes on and on of the individual flashpoints. But the worry in these complex systems that each of these elements of weakness once something starts to go to trigger the process then you get into a a phrase that the the environmentalists use all the time which is a cascade of tipping points so that you have these little sort of systems sort of that are subsystems of the systems and something starts to go and then it triggers something someplace else and then the whole thing cascades
1: talk about the manifestation of the Fed put, cryptocurrency, uh, SPACs, outright fraud, things that we're seeing, unfortunately, in the headlines and we can't really see much else behind these headlines. It's all anybody wants to talk about. Um, I was around the markets in in 2000, I was on Wall Street back then. I mean, we knew it was an Internet bubble and, and we knew that housing was a bubble. And, and so did you. You identified the subprime crisis very early on, but this still feels different. It feels bigger.
2: Yeah, well, it it, it, it is di- bigger because as as I said before, that uh, the, these systems are sort of path dependent, and so you start from where you are. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we've we've had a, a, a bubble and a bust, and the debt levels have built up, and the other imbalances in the economy have built up, and now we've got another one, bubble and bust, and it's been recurrent now for 30 years, and each time, the problems are getting bigger and bigger. And so, from a logical perspective, you're anticipating that at a certain point, um, it'll get bigger still. And going back to something we said earlier, the, the, the anticipation. Every time we had one of these bubbles in a bust, you mitigated the downside by ultra easy monetary policy and more recently, of course, fiscal expansion. But what you know logically is that if each time you do it, you are aggravating the underlying problems, mm-hmm. you know that although each time you've pulled the, 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 the iron out of the fire, you know that eventually a time will come when it won't be possible. And I think it's perfectly natural that, that people like you and me and, and many others should be, as we approach a potential problem emerging, you know, a recession and what might go along with it, to worry that the, the side effects or the, the magnitude and, and or the duration of that downturn might be bigger than we've thus come to expect. One, because the underlying problems have now accumulated, Mm -hmm. and two, because the capacity of the macro authorities to lean against it has become attenuated.
1: Here I I want to ask
2: this is where you where you end up. I mean, you can you can tell a story when none of this stuff works, okay, which is the kind of deflation story where Mm -hmm. eventually, you know, it's debt deflation of the Irving Fisher type where eventually you get into a, a big debt problem and the prices start to go down and the debt becomes still less serviceable because the, because the prices, your revenues yep. are going down and, and so it accumulates. But you can also tell a story of the governments basically saying, as Milton Friedman would say, in the end, all inflations are monetary phenomena, uh, that if you s- spend enough and print enough, that eventually you will get the prices to turn around. But the problem is that when you do do that, which is a kind of Latin American solution, the question is whether you can control the process. You know, as I said before, in these systems, it's the process. It's the dynamic interactions and the positive feedback effects that are so important. And The question then becomes, I've turned it around, but can, can I control it? Right. And,
1: and I think we've just, can, we, we've just watched that experiment live. I mean, we bypassed the banking system here in the United States. We gave money directly to the people. There was no, yeah. there was nobody assessing credit worthiness. We just handed money to the people. And uh, you know, meanwhile, back, you know, back at the Fed, they're going average inflation targeting, and I'm going, wait a minute, we're well past average. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, you've too. lost control.
0: Hello there, on behalf of SDBullion.com. this is James Anderson with a quick SDBoolean market update. Before we go further, please smash the like button so other sound money stackers can also see this content. If you find value in our weekly bullion market updates here, be sure to subscribe and hit the alert button so you don't miss them. After another year of stealthy, undetectable silver redistribution, this holiday season, I'm turning over a new leaf. And I'm gonna get into that holiday spirit of generosity and I'm gonna give away some silver. And thanks to SD Bullion's holiday collection, I can give away silver that matches both the holiday season and my budget. Hey, Sebastian. I'm getting into the holiday spirit a little early this year and I got you something. Steve, you shouldn't have. Silver? You know, I've actually been wanting to start investing in silver. I think we'll do it I mean,
1: we'll that. Steve? Well, there's
0: always next year. The S.D. Boolean Holiday Collection. Get it before it's gone. Silver and gold moved up and then finished slightly down over this week's derivative trading. The spot silver price closed above 23.20 an ounce bid and the gold spot price closed just under 1,800 an ounce bid. The gold-silver ratio closed at 77 this week. At the moment, silver is a few dollars above its 200-day moving average, while gold is right at its 200-day moving average. In the physical bullion industry, we are currently seeing more bullion product availability than prior and the lowering of premiums above spot from their recent record high levels. This week, the Austrian Mint, producers of a popular official Euro legal tender gold and silver bullion coin called the Philharmonic, they announced that their gold coin sales this year have been at a record pace. The Mint's director said right now we could sell three times as many as we are able to produce. Egypt, a nation with over 100 million people, has people rushing to save in fiat U.S. dollars and gold in order to protect their savings. At the moment, there's now a two-tier market for the fiat U.S. dollar exchange rates, which is now widening. Typically, there's an official exchange rate, and then there is a black market exchange rate. And that's a sign of a runaway price inflation underway, with insiders grifting on the exchange rate gap. That's something we commonly see in high price inflation nations like Venezuela, Lebanon, Turkey, Argentina, for instance. Both silver and gold are doing their job in Egypt in terms of saving people's purchasing power. To close this week, I want to give you a quick reminder out there who might still too often only think in fiat currency note terms when judging value. Knowing the nominal price of asset classes is not the same as judging its relative real value over the long term. Here we have a info video graphic that was flying around twitter this week basically telling everyone that uk house prices are perhaps the most unaffordable they have ever been in terms of the average uk salary that might be so but not in silver stacker terms it's not in silver terms throughout this full fiat currency era the largest ripoff for uk housing was in the early 2000s when i look at this chart that uh, illustrates uk house divided by silver over I don't know, what is that, 70 years? I see a lower trend level, which will eventually collapse beyond the old 2011 level. So no, UK housing is not that expensive if you consider silver and gold bullion stackers. (laughs) And my contention, property is going to get a lot cheaper for bullion owners the world over as this decade progresses. That is all for this week's SD Bullion Market Update. As always, to you out there, take good care of yourselves and those you love. If you enjoyed this content, be sure to give our video a thumbs up. To keep getting bullion related news and industry insights, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Finally, hit that alert button so you know when we publish fresh content.